Hello and welcome to Glaswegian Geeks. We have a little horror, as you can tell from the title of this podcast, which... Do you have any quotes? No, but it'll come to me. Yes, okay, cool. Uh, if you hadn't guessed, it's just myself and Chris here today. Hello. Yes, and we are delving into a whole new nightmare. Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Bracket. Freddy's Revenge. Bracket, yellow buses, torment me now. Yeah. Like, that has genuinely scared me. Every time I've went to America and I've seen a yellow bus, I am terrified. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is genuinely your first kind of go-to with it. Uh, it did kind of actually, yeah. This is a, I like this. I like the strong opener on this one. Yeah. It is a really strong opener, actually. It's, to be fair, the first one, apart well, well, apart from the first one, maybe, but it actually feels like you're in, you genuinely are watching a nightmare. Uh Whereas I think the more slicker they got, they kind of forgot, well, these films are about dreams yeah. and about nightmares, hence the title. <laughs> so they kind of, oh, I mean, look at that subtle, the teeth in the bus and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a brown opener in uh, Freddy's Revenge, which I want to say it was made a year, it was a directly, it was like 1985, it was a straight after the success of Nightmare on Elm Street. They obviously turned out a sequel straight away. Because New Line is the house that Freddy built. Exactly. And they knew the cash cow. Though I think this was one of the... This was the first, this one and the third one were the ones that then were funded very much by Warner Brothers as well. I think Warner Brothers pumped a lot of money into them before obviously Warner Brothers took over New Line, which they have done now. But um, they pumped a lot of money into these, hence why the budget in this one seems a lot more impressive compared to... There is a um, lot more special effects and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 was very indie horror. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and the look and feel of it. Let's talk know. about the styrofoam mum, really. Yeah, styrofoam mum. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one, there's proper matte paintings, there's models, there's everything. Uh, it's quite exciting. Look at look at that. I mean, that's there's modelling going on there. There's yeah. everything. And as we've discussed before, this for me personally is the best that Freddy ever looks in the franchise. Mm, I would maybe say three myself, but. Mm. I, I I do like the subtle differences in the makeup of uh, Freddy's Revenge compared to the first one. He looks mean in this yeah, one. He looks, he looks scary, and I think from third one onwards is when he becomes a bit more cartoonesque. Yeah, gets a bit more refined, a bit more contoured uh, as the films go on. I think as well. Yeah, uh, more, more like a giant stretch mark on his face instead of the burns. You know, that's that's how I've always seen it. More Katie Piper. Oh, um, sorry, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot stand Katie Piper. Uh, but uh, speaking of clothes, <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, and also, you're not going to hate it. I also think one of the best ones he looks in is Freddy vs Jason. Uh, yeah, because I, they play I, I on them, they play on two aspects of Freddy. You've got the the dream Freddy, which looks really really mean and not dissimilar to this makeup, I think. But then when you've got the demon version of Freddy as well, which is totally yeah, different. Yeah, it's amazing how his ears change and everything. I also like them. Actually, I'm going to just go through. But I actually like the makeup in New Nightmare as well New because they totally up their game with that one. The glove as well. In New Nightmare. The bone glove. It's yes. just so cool. And the uh, the claw on the thumb as well. Yeah, off oh, man shoes. Uh, I forgot about the cereal. Oh, Fu Man shoes. <laughs> Fu Man fingers. Is that what she's looking for? Fu Man fingers. Um, it's like a day at Kevin Spacey's house. Um, oh! It's been a while. I've got lots of these, by the way. Um, so yeah, <laughs> for sweaty Jesse. Uh, so- <laughs> Uh, let's get into it while we're seeing it, you know. Sweaty Jesse. Are you watching gay porn or are you watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Who knows? <laughs> There's a fine line. Uh, yeah, it's quite... 
I don't know if we should just go for the quick synopsis of they were on street too. Very quick. Very quick. You, you need to. I need to. I need to get it out. I need to get it out. Uh, I'm like, come on, come oh, on. Uh, sorry, it's just he's. Oh, the honestly, the boss. Yeah. So basically, they were on street too. I think it's set like it's like five years after. Yeah. The first one, and there's a new family that's moved into the Thompson house from the first one, and uh, basically shit starts to go down. Jesse, who it's so this is one of the very first eight films in the eighties as well, where you've got a male protagonist and not a female kind of aspect or kind of the leader of the horror film. So Jesse is um, the son, and he basically starts obviously having nightmares. His room is what Nancy's room was, and basically. It's more of a kind of possession movie that Freddy starts to possess him uh, to do his bidding. That is quite, um, a, quite a good concept. Yeah. Instead of just going after people in their nightmares. Yeah. Like, almost like uh, he's finding a doorway to like to come back, you know? They never fully explain why, yeah, but they just kind of all of a sudden he... So Jesse's like this kind of weird conduit for Freddy. Uh, and obviously there's a little bit of a death path that seems to follow him. Want, want to know what re- reminds me of uh, Freddy vs. Jason? Where he's like implanting the seeds in Jason to yeah. get and stuff for him to get the fear up. So obviously they, at this point they know that teenagers are going missing, being killed and stuff and whatever. But they don't know obviously who it is. So with Jesse doing his bidding, possibly making him more powerful and stuff. Yeah, because you know? the, these the kids in this one aren't the Elm Street children because the Elm Street children technically died out with Nancy and stuff like that. So these are uh, new kids, and basically new kids the new kids in Elm Street that that would be like a band and a half. Um, so they're basically yeah the new kids, and basically the only way that Freddy obviously seems to get access to them is by using Jesse, which we seem to be giving it a lot more plot than it actually tells yes. you, because uh, that's really kind of what happens. So, and they do archery at school. I mean, who does archery at school? Uh, so, yeah, so Jesse is Freddy. He kind of comes in and out of him, to pardon <laughs> the pun. Um, and it's basically like a battle for Control. Jesse's soul kind of thing. Uh, and that's really it. It's a big gay film, really. It's a huge gay 80s film that is not subtle. It's as subtle as watching his gay porn. You might as well watch gay porn side to side. It's like the same thing. It's, yeah. As got older, I mean, as we're saying, I remember seeing this when I was a kid. And even remember as a kid, I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. Like that. I think the scene you always remember is the the weird shower scene with the gym teacher. And the the kind of weird gay leather bar that he takes him to. Uh, but then there's so much that's not less subtle than that. There's lots of stuff about Jesse telling people that there's someone inside of him wanting to get out. Uh, when Jesse feels he's possessed for the first time, the first place he runs to is his best friend slash nemesis's bedroom, who seems to have weird leather sheets, which I always notice. It's kind of weird sheet. And goes to his house. Well, they're wipe clean, so uh, and there's wrestling going on right now with a jock strap on right now. I Means to be forgiven if you described this film and didn't tell you it was Nightmare on Elm Street, you'd be like, "Why are we watching gay porn? Really? Why are we describing gay there's porn?" A guy going about putting metal things in people and then taking them out. Yes, yeah. yes. Says any Friday night, really. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely a weird reaction to 
the kind of HIV epidemic. It's got this thing. But I don't think it's... Personally, I don't think it's been negative about... The, it's not being homophobic, I don't think. Uh, and now looking at that in hindsight, I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, I genuinely think that it's telling a very different side to the story. Things were coded back in the day, and it happened a lot in the 50s where they would code things in films. To be fair, in the 80s, this came out, and a lot of people didn't seem to question it. I think as we now become more savvy and a bit more aware, they denied it for years as well. The writers denied it for years that that's what they were doing, and they kind of now fully admit that they were doing. And the guy, Mark Patton, who plays Jesse in this, was openly gay and I think it's that way that they picked him intentionally to he is your scream queen if you pardon the pun he is the scream queen of that this movie and it's he screams a lot in it as well Uh, and it's that way that he is your he's your feminine role really in this film and it's just basically he can't seem to process what's going on with him heterosexuality does win at the end of the day though as it always does in these films (laughs) Uh, there's too many shots of topless men in this film. It's really weird. I feel uncomfortable. It's like what well, it is like watching gay porn with you in the room. It's really strange. I think growing up, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. I don't. I don't really know what it was about it, but it really wasn't one of my favourites. I don't think it's I, anybody. I, I don't know if it was maybe just because it didn't have any recognisable characters. You know, like well, saying that. Your Halloweens and Friday Thirteens had basically a rolling cast changing from yeah. Cat- they were just they were just archetypes. It was that way. It's like someone will be the you could watch the first five minutes and go, oh, here's your final girl. Here's the bitchy girl. Here's this person. You you can distinguish them straight away. This one kind of puts your brain in gear a wee bit, and you have to think. That actually, the only things that are familiar about this film are Freddy and the house. Yeah. That is it. They are like the main characters. Hell of a lot different. It's been redone because obviously, yeah. Like, uh, there's a scene where Jesse's saying to his dad, like he he knows the history of the house now and stuff, and like, oh, why was it on uh, sale so long, and how did you get it for such a low price? I went, oh, because we we just got it at a low price. Yeah, really, nothing to do with the murders. murders. <laughs> uh, well, they kind of ding it, and they also they people say that it's nothing to do with. Obviously, they're not going to say it. it's Freddy. They kind of say that some women went crazy and locked her daughter in there and the women died yeah. uh, in that way that it seemed to be. But um, that's how they kind of try and get away with it. But... Um, it, yeah, like we actually see more of the house and stuff this time instead of the first film, you know that? Like, in a shot you see a bit of the garden. Yeah. Like you, you never, I never actually knew that there was a garden there the entire time. Obviously the front garden. Well, the mum had the stuff. trestle. She took the trestles down. Yeah. Because obviously Glenn could climb up them uh, and do so there was roses dirty, dirty. and do well do the dirty as much as Glenn could in his crop top. Mm. Now looking at them all, maybe the eighties was just hella gay and we just kind of didn't realize gay horror movies. Gay horror movies, pretty much. Uh, and you see a lot more of the basement in this one as well. Yes, uh, but then it kind of doesn't really focus on actually a lot of the, this doesn't really focus on this house as much. It's all to do with the bo- oh that weird boiler room. Sorry, that just came back oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, the boiler the one room in that seems to be factory? in the fuck end of nowhere. And it's not even a boiler room. It's just like... It's like a factory. It's like it's... an island. It's like a huge, huge... Yeah, it's like Terminator 2 at the end. Yeah. And it's like, I don't... I think they're playing fast and loose with their Freddy knowledge there. Because I think that's... Don't know if that's where Freddy took them. Maybe he did. It was kind of isolated. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I always forget about that strange, huge boiler room thing at the end. Uh, so, yeah. It kind of takes you out of the context of... 
yeah, it's like the the bastard child of the Halloween uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. It's yeah, the kind of the Halloween three. They were trying something completely different, and yeah, it might necessarily have failed at the time. But again, I think a lot of people are now coming to it yeah. with the fresh eyes and realizing that it's a bit more smarter than the sequ- other sequels that followed it. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. I'd I'd say the only sequels that are fairly decent are two and three. Looking back. Because four, four was good, five was okay, six was. Eh. I even say five was okay. I really like four. I really do. I think at the time I really liked four, and now I really like four still. I think it's kind of where Freddy kind of comes into his own. It's almost like you're watching two different trilogies. That's yeah, the way you look yeah. at it. So you got one, two, and three, which are kind of like this kind of amazing trilogy, and then you've got. Uh, the next ones, which kind of hit into a new one, whereas the fourth one takes you into new characters. Uh, when you've got Alice, and then just the fifth one is is the the kid, the dream child. It's just yeah. oh, so stupid. I know. Uh, yeah. And the sixth one is just like, oh, we've got to end this somehow. Uh, let's just go completely Freddy's pop gonna, culture. Like, kill everyone yeah. in such a funny manner. Let's and... just be pop culture. Oh, look, he's dressed as the, the Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, yeah. look, Roseanne's in it. Oh, look, Alice Cooper's in it. Johnny Depp's back in it. And it's just like, it is a bit like, oh, we've got to end this, blah, blah, blah. blah. Let's just do it in 3D. And it's not that good. Um, and then it comes back into its own again with New Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a strange sequel. It's a really strange sequel. But again, it's very much the product of its time and also very much the product of how to, if you're writing a sequel very quickly after a film is successful. Blair Witch 2, let's just talk about that. Because that's that's a very much a product yeah. of maybe spend two years writing a sequel. Don't and not immediately two try and cash coffee. up. Yeah. Don't try and cash into it straight away just to get your money because uh, it's still relevant. But um, yeah. It is. It is a. I mean, it's a strange film. The parents. Oh, the dad so does my fucking head in. It's yeah. It's just who is the guy is really 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 funny and <gasps> this is the bit where he dances in the bedroom, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, such a good moment. Uh, and so he blows his cork. He blows his cork. So you're literally about to watch Jesse, who is now not allowed to go out. Uh, so he has to unpack his room. Which, to be fair, all that stuff in those tiny little boxes could fit in one box. But yeah. you know, so he puts on Kathy Dennis, which is the <laughs> one of the most gayest things you can do in the A's, and decides to uh, to unpack slash dance to a song called "Touch Me" all night long. Close yeah. brackets uh, and wears shades and shuts his drawer with his ass. There's so many bad things. Here's moment. the thing: I'm 31. When I'm in the kitchen and I'm getting something out the drawer, say a knife or a fork, I will pelvic thrust that drawer, drawer shut if I can get away with it. Okay. Uh, can we talk about these these Lady Gaga glasses? I will not do got. that, though. Yeah, I will, not. Wear, I will wear those Lady Gaga glasses, which, I won't lie, I kind of want. Uh, how do you see out of those? Um, so, I mean... Even as a kid, right, <laughs> I knew, and disclaimer, I'm allowed to say this word, I knew that he was a big old faggot. I knew that, right? <laughs> Even as a kid, 
he's embarrassed but he's acting like he's been caught masturbating and you know what I think I would rather have been masturbating and then get caught doing that <laughs> because that is just mortifying how can what's her face whose name Lisa. is now Lisa how can Lisa is just not like mm. and I also think the only reason he's going out with Lisa is because she kind of looks at Meryl Streep and us gays love Meryl Streep <laughs> so I really kind of think that is you know well, she, and that, that's the thing it doesn't it does get with her and stuff but it doesn't really go all the way his big Freddy, his big Freddy tongue gets yeah. in the way uh, in, the, in the a, cabana, Freddy's in the cabana. a. Uh, but in the cabana, how gay is that sentence though? Was, how did how did you lose your virginity? Well, I shagged this girl in a cabana. I mean, <laughs> no. And jo- like, Fred, Freddy Jockey, saving them again. from uh, heterosexuality. <sighs> yeah, and the, again, Robert England. I mean, I've listened to interviews with the two of them now. Like when they talk about it, Robert England says that he was there's a thing called probe. There's a game <laughs> called probe. Uh, there is uh, Robert England says that he. Yeah, so for, yeah, Freddie kind of suggests him, and yeah, at this point they find Nancy's diary. Uh, and why was Nancy writing that? He, when was, when was the Nancy thing. have the time to write this diary? The, the house was renovated; it was left empty for God knows how long. But they forgot Nancy's diary. But they forgot the diary. Like clearly, that the room. Hold yeah. on, hold on. I'm looking at this room here. It, it doesn't really look the same. It looks bigger. Maybe because the bed. No. There seems to be an extra window. Yeah. Uh, the bed's diagonal instead of like bang center facing yeah. the door. And no, it's, and it's actually, completely different because Nancy's. Oh god, we're talking about the architecture of this house. I know. Uh, Nancy's <laughs> bedroom door was completely on the left hand side of that wall. Yes. Uh, so it is different because that what well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But again, when did Nancy have the right time to write this diary? I know. My friends are getting slaughtered, but dear diary. Yes, um, there's a strange man in yeah. my dreams. He's after me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a strange film, this one. Uh, it's a, it is a really good film, though. I mean, I'm not saying that. It's kind of... I mean, there are other things I would rather watch yeah. than this. Pardon me. But um, it's good for the experience. There's a lot of Jesse writhing about sweating. Yeah. A lot more than I remember as well. <laughs> I think I think your uh, gay subtlety is. Uh, it's not subtle. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a difference between subtext and text. This is just text. <laughs> this is just basically they might as well every two seconds superimpose Jesse's gay <laughs> on the screen. On the screen. <laughs> yeah, just in case it wasn't subtle. Hey kids, AIDS is dangerous. Like write things like that. They might as well just keep doing it. Uh, though I love that bit. Ah, oh, the vinyl that the breaks my vinyl. heart. Depends if I don't know. But if it's Kathy Dennis, then you're just like, no, I'm actually all right for that. <laughs> like, I'm good for please Kathy. Please put them all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put all my Kathy Dennis, my, my huge <laughs> Kathy Dennis collection. Um, please tell me you don't have a Kathy Dennis collection. I have best of Kathy Dennis. Oh no! Have you got Wait, that on in, on vinyl? Touch me was one yeah. of her big singles. I was just asking if it yeah, was it was oh my one of her big singles. Uh, I can also remember an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 where. Kathy Dennis was the guest DJ of the school radio show. Oh. That's how big Kathy Dennis was big. Just accept it. Yeah, okay, uh, Alex. She was big in the late 80s. She was kind of cute. She was ginger. Guys love that. Gay guys? No, just guys. Mm. Do the guys love redheads? Mm, no. And a girl? Really? Mm, no. Ginger? No, but red? Yes. Okay. And she was red. She might Gen- have masked ginger by dying a bit redder, <laughs> but. Uh, eh. But all gay men love Julianne Moore. Yeah, that is okay. an actual fact. That's you could Straight literally. Men also. But it's a thing. You could ask every gay man who uh, Julianne Moore, and they'll just say nothing but nice things about her. It's weird. It's it's like we're programmed to like her. Uh, but and just Julianne Moore in general. 
is just good. Yes. But anyway, we, we digress from yes. from this. We're going to Ginger's to Dilemma. Uh, so yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's for what they I mean. They very could have nearly killed the franchise with this very quickly. Uh, but I don't think it stopped it not taking money. I think it did really, really well at the time. Uh, but it, yeah, it could have very nearly killed that franchise. Yeah. Um, it has a very dark undertone to this film. Uh, again, there's not Freddy. This is pre-Freddy becoming an actual pop culture, pop culture icon. icon. Yeah, and it's that way that there is a lot of kind of Freddy's still quite sinister. He's still a bit scary looking, and he not only likes girls called Nancy, he likes boys called Jesse. It's maybe, Fre- maybe Freddy's. Maybe well, Freddy's game. To be fair, Freddy did, well, Freddy did abduct, and I use that with the kind of question, quotation marks, girls and boys. So I think... Maybe that's something they'd done, I guess. You know how they never ever officially say he's a paedophile, but I think, yeah. Yeah, in the remake they do. They not that I'm claiming that if you're a paedophile, that makes you bisexual. Pedophilia and sexuality are very different things. I'm just clearing this up before people react to this. Uh, but I think he's an equal opportunity. Toucher? Molester? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think man. I think this movie as well, uh, later on in the series with uh, micro dreams and stuff. That, you keep bringing those micro dreams back I know, this. but if you look at this, it's, it's actually quite a monumental movie. Like, the scene in the basement and Jesse, like, sees Freddy, turns around, he falls over and Freddy's gone, but there's smoke coming out the furnace. Yeah. Like, maybe things like that. That's, like, little micro-naps, kind of like, maybe Freddy doing something to him, like... Yeah, I mean, I think it's that, this one, it seems to be more, he's definitely playing with um, Jesse's head, if you pardon the pun. Um... Sorry, I've just read that book that says clearly says health on it. It's like, what are you studying? Health. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, he's, he's toying with Jesse, uh, and there's obviously these kind of weird things. And obviously, we'll get to this conversation about the teacher sequence, right? Yes. So, yes. There's this kind of weird sadomasochist. Well, you don't know this at the time. He's just like a gym teacher, and he kind of seems to have it out for Jesse a little bit. I think that's a stereotypical uh, gym teacher thing. They're a hard ass, they're pushing the students. He's an absolute prick. Yeah. You know, just faculty. Like, Robert yeah, Patrick. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then there's this kind of strange sequence that. Uh, Oh, yeah, because he makes fun of... He's got a stick up his ass. Yeah, they make fun of that. <laughs> he gets caught doing it. Uh, and basically, there's a really weird sequence where he... Jesse has this, what seems to be a dream, and he's walking about in his pyjamas. Is it yeah, pyjamas? Yeah, pyjamas. And it's raining, and then he seems to go to this bar, which seems to be an S&M bar. Doesn't necessarily say it's a gay S&M bar, because there is women in it. Uh, but then he... As he is about to take a drink, he meets his gym teacher who's on in all rubber gear, and then he makes him go to the gym with him and makes him do laps. Yeah, surely if like you're a teacher, you'd be like, right, mon, you home. Yeah, no, and then no, you're gonna seems do to be laps. setting him up for something because when Jesse's he tells him to hit the shower, you see him pulling out ropes and stuff like that. So you're implying that obviously Jesse's about to get. You know, fiddled. Uh, but if you feel Kevin Spacey, <laughs> so if you feel Kevin Spacey, uh, and <laughs> then he gets killed, and he gets killed in a weirdly homoerotic way. Yes, where he gets ropes dragged, and then gets slapped with a towels on his butt. Uh, 
to be fair, for a man who's clearly in his 40s, and I don't know if it's the same man, very perky bum. Uh, I don't know if there's a butt double going on there, but... And then... These birds. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, he kills him. And then it makes it look like Jesse did it because Jesse's wearing the gloves. Yes. Uh, so it's this idea that, yeah, Jesse's killing people and Freddy's using them for that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the original makeup test for this bird bit the bird was supposed to be this crazy like kind of demon bird no and then they took it out because they realized it looked really really fake um so yeah everything's reacting in the house one of the birds has just killed another bird and then it explodes for no reason yeah and uh jesse's dad logically thinks (laughs) that jesse put a firecracker inside the bird and that made it explode. See, you kind of saw it before it blew up there. There was like a weird demon bird that had a big, big head and stuff like that. Yeah, um, almost like the Freddy head and the uh, yeah. third one. Yeah, so they kind of do that. Uh, sorry, just because this is on the background. Uh, so is that a thing that Jesse's parents aren't kind of accepting of what's going on and stuff like that? They think Jesse's on drugs. Yeah. Uh, never jump to the conclusion they might be gay, though. <laughs> Which, you know. I know what... What are you on, son? Like, oh, well, cock. Yeah, I, w- I would like to be on cock, thanks. Uh, ironically, and burn victim cock. Yay. Did you know that, Michael, this is a real tangent, right? But appreciate this tangent. Yes. Did you know that in Neverland, the ranch, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, he had his own burns ward? Yeah. He had his own hospital in the Neverland ranch, like with a full medical team, but it had its own specialised burns ward. That's very specific. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? That's, and that's I only know that because of John Waters, the director, was talking about it once, and he gives us a great analogy, because apparently, like, where Neverland was, because it's quite isolated, there obviously were some people who did live around it, and if anything did happen, I mean, they, were, they could go visit the, the, yeah. the hospital wards. But can you imagine, like, getting a really bad burn as a kid? And then being dragged to the Neverland. Where are you taking me? I'm taking to the Neverland match. Steve like, Jackson. Oh, he's going to sort your burns out. You? <laughs> he's going to sort your burns out. Um, so yeah, it, it always it's a very a, a very specialised burns ward. But then Michael Jackson was quite burned, wasn't he? He got really badly burned during yeah. the Pepsi advert. Uh, so I don't know if that was the case. On this lightning explodes through the house. Yeah, because uh, why not? Yeah, I think they were just trying this film is to this. add oh, more. Here we go. They're trying to add more to the character and the yeah. mythos of Freddy, so... Yeah, here's the weird gay bar bit. Yeah, because... It's not a gay wa- bar. Walking uh, down the street in your pyjamas is completely natural. After lightning strikes After lightning through the window, strikes and the it's torrential yeah. rain. I mean, I imagine... I mean, it's... Dawn's place. Dawn. Dom? Dom? Dawn. No, Dawn. Though the LED does was, look like Dom's. If it was Dom's place, that would I'd understand the context a lot more. See, there's women there. Yeah, and so, they're hanging around guys, so, yeah. Oh, but, there's men kissing. Yep. I never noticed that before. Maybe. God bless Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the 4K restoration, you'll see yeah, something else yeah, in the background. Fisting, I'm like cruising. <laughs> I mean, cruising the famous film that if you pay attention in the background during all the sequences of Al Pacino, there is actual hardcore sex going on in the background. Oh. Cruising, a film I would recommend anyone to watch. No, it's really, really good. It is a great, great movie. But, it is, yeah, it was notorious for that. That it was all this kind of hardcore kind of gay sex going on in the background where they were filming it. Um... But if you ever want to see Al Pacino dressed in leather doing poppers, it's one of your experience. It's but it's a good movie. I totally praise that movie. That's the guy who owns New Line. Uh, is it? Yeah, Robert Shea. Wow. Yeah. So that was just a kind of like throwaway. Yeah. Uh, he oh, I need someone. Few, he appears in quite a few of them, but yeah, they thought that would be the perfect bit for him to do to play this kind of weird 
leather daddy who works behind the bar. He's wearing eye makeup as well. I know, I was going to say he's very frankenfurter. Can we just discuss, why would you give a glass I know, for like, a beer? Like, for, no, for a beer though. I'll, I'll give you like a whiskey glass for a beer. I mean, come on. Maybe that's how SMM clubs. Clearly not a gay bar. Get a fancy glass. And look at that, I'm just going to have a sip of beer. And look, he's got a fucking, the gym picture has such a leather creepy smile on his face. Like, Oh, he's wearing jeans. Oh, He's okay. Wearing, okay, I thought he was wearing his full pyjamas. I thought he was as well. Maybe that's just a shirt. Maybe it's the 80s and we've just assumed it's pyjamas. Yeah. It is very patterned. Yeah, maybe, well, yeah, actually. Um, that might be his going out clothes. Going out to the gate, the weird S&M bars. Of, yeah, just like, oh, of Springwood. Woke up in the middle of the night. I mean, who, knew, going? But who knew that Springwood had a gay scene, really? <laughs> or an S&M scene? And here comes this weird... I mean, it's just genuinely so weird, this moment. As a kid, I won't lie, this made me feel a bit funny. Because it's like, oh... I love horror movies and something really strange is happening one that makes me feel a bit funny. That's the thing, see, until you said about the ropes, I never actually thought about it. I thought maybe, oh, he's, uh, say that's whatever night, say a Friday night, he's getting stuff ready for the Monday morning. He's getting ready for something and it's not. But then also the irony, is this this symbolism when all the balls attack him? Is it symbolism? I mean... It's also, has the coach got a tattoo under his eye? Is he got a Yeah, it looks like it. Does he, I've never, does he have that normally? Oh, no, he does like have a got, t-shirt tan. Uh, no, he's got, no, it's not, it's a farmer's tan. He's got the worst farmer's tan ever. But then again, the guy who plays this guy, I kind of love him. He's in a lot of films and I yeah. like, he's amazing in Starship Troopers. Um, and again, the effects in this bit are really, really good and it's just such a weird scene. I mean, it really is. I mean, I can talk about it non-stop, but it's just that way you're like, I don't understand. But he is literally getting fl- balls are attacking him. I think that's not so- supposed to be subtle. Yeah, balls in the exploding. face. Balls are exploding in his face. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, not subtle. Uh, so basically, as a young gay child watching this, it, I don't think it encouraged me to want to be gay. Not that you but want to be assisted. gay. But I don't think it assisted either. I mean, I, to be fair... I mean, I'm not really into the S&M scene. Maybe this is maybe this is why. Maybe yeah, maybe this movie ruined it for you. Maybe it ruined S&M for me. Damn you, damn uh, Freddy, <laughs> damn you, Freddy. When will I learn? Um, so it's just so out of context and kind of me. But then there's a lot of film. To be fair, right, there is a lot of films at that kind of time that we're kind of doing not just. I mean, if you ever watched the film Fright Night, Fright Night yes. is not weirdly subtle and it's kind of. So yeah, I mean, Fright Night isn't so. And it has kind of a, but he uses it really, really well. Whereas this, I mean, come on, no, that's the sequence. I think it's a butt double. I think it's a butt double. That's a younger man's butt, I would say. Yeah. Uh, sorry, let's go on a tangent. This bit is hella creepy though when all the smoke fills and then all of a sudden Freddy appears. Yeah. It's really, really well done and it's really, really, really creepy. And again, if I remember right, the effects in this bit are really good when he's, he's he knifes his back. Yeah. Like um, the one thing that I will always take away like is when Freddy's walking towards him you, you, you know right away that's not Robert England but is it is it the guy playing Jesse dresses him because I think it might be oh that might actually be a good shout because the, the you saw the fade and it faded and it was like I think it is supposed to be there's some sequence where he's playing him yeah because it's this idea but then this could be a total analogy if it wasn't for the end of this movie like obviously when Freddy all of a sudden really does appear and kind of kills a lot of people I think it's this idea that someday 
I think most killers, kind of reading a lot about them, they kind of have those moments where they come out of their own body and stuff like that. Whereas Jeffrey Dahmer always said that as well. He always believed that he he'd never remember killing people. Yeah. He would get into a situation, and then all of a sudden he would wake up the next day, and then there'd be a dead person lying next to him, and he wouldn't remember it. Uh, so I think it's idea that something's taken over him. That would have been a very interesting plot to do. But deep down, you just want Freddy to appear, and he does. He does appear at the end. He appears at a pool party, which is what you want, and comes up with one of the best lines ever in the whole franchise, which is the whole, you're all my children now. That's a good line. Uh, Which I think a lot of these kind of lines that were all Robert England kind of came up with off the cuff as well. But yeah. It's it's definitely a, a, a creepy, creepy take, because... You've got this young boy who's just new to town and he's getting basically thrown in at the fucking deep end, being traumatised. Uh, his dad's a dick, you know. A total dick. Uh, he likes a girl at school, but Does he? it doesn't do really in yeah. well. Does he, well, like, well, does he like Meryl Streep Jr.? I think he does. Is she his last ditch attempt? At saving. At saving himself. And it's that I think that is where the analogy is in this film. I think it's this idea that this guy he de- desperately just wants to fit in in every aspect, but there's something inside him that's not wanting to fit in. And basically, Freddie manipulates that in a sense, and whatever it is, and then basically, um, and that's yeah. But it, it, again, it ends that kind of very everything goes very. I hate to use words like heteronormative, but that's a word. It goes very kind of heteronormative. And then the girl saves him at the end. Because yeah. the girl literally does save him at the end. She basically oh, tells him that she loves him. And then basically, in a really great sequence where like Freddy falls apart, literally. And literally, because Jesse comes out of him in a weird way, if you kind of think of it. And then all of a sudden, everything's fine. Or is it? <laughs> um, and it ends in a very ambiguous way. And is that an analogy that whatever's inside Jesse is always going to be there? Because ironically, no, it's not him. It's the friend at the handbird side of ironically it's always going to be inside of him no matter what yeah. that is just maybe Freddy found a new thing to take over Freddy. he was fingered by Freddy <laughs> um, so as a sequel it's a bit of a strange one it's a really it's, it's, I mean I give it props for being bold it's very bold it's very different to a lot of I mean Friday the 13th two, part 2 is just a rehash of Friday the 13th and yeah. Halloween 2 is just a rehash of Halloween this is like you know what we're going to give you something different so they did yeah and another another uh, wide scene of Jesse there is a lot of scenes of Jesse in his pants sweating like they say that the house feels hotter uh, well definitely is hotter if you're that way inclined I'm not that way inclined <laughs> I I like my man to look a bit more like a man. Jesse is a bit. Jesse's a, a boy. Jesse's a twink. Jesse's a pure twink. To be fair, let's be honest. Um, and again, Mark Patton, who plays Jesse in this, he is doing his own. I think he's done it, and I don't think it's. I think it's just getting completed. He's done his own documentary, which is actually called Scream Queen, and it's all about him kind of being kind of gay in Hollywood and this role and everything. How this kind of helped him come out. I also think he's uh, HIV positive, and it's talking about oh. like his HIV kind of stuff and all that as well. But I love the fact that this film. I mean, even last year they all did a huge reunion of them all, like uh, Lisa and Grady and Robert England. They all did a big reunion uh, for like uh, conventions because I think they now realise this film has its own place uh, in the franchise. They now embrace the kind of the weird queer subtext to it, 
uh, which is kind of awesome. And it, I think it still does like tours of the a lot of kind of gay and lesbian stuff as well. All right, so they're totally they're totally going with it now, which is kind of good because a film like this you could totally like, like I say, it doesn't come across homophobic at all. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of films you would watch and go, you know what, I am more than offended by this, but this doesn't. This it genuinely comes across like a weird coming out story that has a man who appears in your dreams and kills people, kills kids. Well, they're not kids mm. in this. They're teenagers. Yeah. But deep down, we don't like kids. So it's we, we can relate to that. Uh, but I think it is. It's, yeah, it's a good... It's a weird one. Again, I can't get. I can't say it's good or bad. I can only say you've kind of got to see it to believe it's it. It's different. It's... You've got to see it to believe it. And let's, let's, let's take a look at all the nightmares. Uh, and we'll probably do this throughout each one, comparing them to the rest. First one... Very dark, very indie style. This one, you can see that it's a good bit more money chucked into it. And it pays off. The special effects look better and stuff. The story's a little bit different. Third one, uh, our original hero's back. Mm -hmm. She's here to help a new breed of teenagers. And they're cool. Yeah, they are cool as fuck. And has one of the best rock tunes ever. Um... Yeah, and then basically sets up the next series of the franchise by bringing in when it kind of moves Kirsten on to to that dreadful Kirsten yes. uh, in part four, and then bringing in the new characters, which are really, really cool. Uh, and I always feel Alice was completely underused because Alice is Alice has got and potential. and she doesn't even get a death scene. Who Alice? But she doesn't die, or does she? Because in six, I know five, but then. Oh yeah, they just kind oh, of aye, Alice aye, did, Yeah, I mean it's like, that way. Oh, we'll just does forget. She, does she just forget Freddy? Does she just move on? Yeah, she just doesn't and exist. No one like, oh, we've given you these two movies to go, and she's the lead in two movies, which yes. is quite rare for, to happen in horror films. Well, well right, look at that. Yeah. Like they never went back to Nancy Day uh, Until Nightmare Three. Yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, they just kind of seem to forget about Alice. Alice. Though in the sequence in New Nightmare, where Nan- not Nancy, but Heather Langenkamp's husband after he dies. If you look at that funeral sequence, it is a lot of the cast yeah, of all the originals, because yeah. uh, I think Alice is there as well, and they're all there. Uh, which is kind of cool when they make reference to them all. Um, it really annoys me when they refer to him as Fred Krueger. Why did they Why? refer to him as Fred? Well, Where does uh, the Freddy come from then? It's like... Yeah, it's a weird one. Maybe it was a kind of like a thing to like make him cool, you know? Like... Yeah. Oh, Freddy, like... Oh, Frederick Kruger, the Springwood slasher. Oh, that's yeah. scary. Like, Fred Kruger. Yeah, yeah. Freddy Kruger. Like, I think Freddy's that, creepy. Yeah. But Fred... Fred. Fred, Fred and Daddy. Fred, Freddy, Fred Daddy. 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 Yeah, because he says that in this one, you're all my children, so Daddy Kruger. Oh. Now you're, t- you're, taking it to, you're taking it to a whole different level of gay porn now. Uh, excuse me, uh... People are fucking creating fan fiction on the new Pennywise, so... I, to be fair, that is kind of funny. That kind of weird... Did that, weird you, did that not weird you out, though, that there's all these people pure yeah. standing over, like... Aye. Like, people, that, that that gives me the fear that people People think, are fucked. People are genuinely oh, fucked. And you can't even blame it on the drugs that the parents have done. It's the drugs that they're doing. And it's not the fact that they're saying that that guy is like out of Pennywise makeup. Is like, yeah, actually, yeah, he's actually an attractive guy. Uh, but it's nope. They want Pennywise. Pennywise. To fuck them. That's weird. I know. Would you want Freddy to fuck you? 
Freddy? Yeah. No. no. You well, fuck you, you up. You wouldn't want fingered off him, definitely. Oh, d- I mean, you'd remember that. Yeah. Um, oh, aye, for years. No. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, no. It's like... I mean, I get... I can understand there's people in the world that, like, are attracted to killers. I mean, there's all those people that are totally, like, fancy serial killers and, like... Well, uh, who was it? Uh, an actress in the UK get married to Bronson? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's... Like romanticizing, like yeah. bad I, bad I, I men, do you know. Like, he is he's quite charming though. He comes across charming in the books in a kind of weird way. Uh, but it's it's yeah, it's a strange one. Examine your life choices. Start up. That's not even stay up. That's start I know. up. Um, examine your life choices. Find a man. Do something. I mean, don't. I mean, Pennywise, come on. I know, I, mean, that's I know, weird. I know. Um, not even, no, no, not even, no. There's not even Michael Myers. No, I can't even, I can't <laughs> see it. It's like just fancy real people don't, but that's basically saying, I want someone to kill me and I want, no, it's mm. weird. I mean, I do like the idea that people are trying to make Pennywise and the Babadook like a power gay couple. Oh, yes. That's one of my favourite things, but it's um, Babadook, just the Babadook in general. It's always just, I think that's really funny. Babashook is one of my favourite things to say to people. <laughs> um, but let's, facts. Should we go on a bit facts about this movie? Yes, do yes. we have facts about this movie? Uh, well, let's talk about the Never Sleep Again uh, documentary on it. Yes. It's like... When we spoke about the first nightmare, and you said, "Oh, the second one's got so many gay overtones," and I was like, ah, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I watched it, and yeah, they outright mention it in that, and it's a very fresh set of eyes. You know, like you've looked at something for years, and that glass ceiling's just broke over your head. Yeah, I mean, I mean that is a genuinely great documentary, and I think. I like that they're doing that with a lot of kind of horror franchises now and they're kind of breaking them down and getting all the old cast to talk about them and do all that kind of stuff. And it is... I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. It's... To be fair, I mean, they do they do, do it subtly because at the time as a kid, I didn't really know what they were doing and stuff like that. And I think now you look at it with kind of, you know... What's the word? I mean, I can't... Th- like, eyes now or like... Yeah. Eyes like now. This film is what... 30 years old pretty yeah, much yeah. If a lot of it more and it's that way that you're looking at it kind of like with these kind of older eyes and stuff like that I imagine though if you showed that to someone who had never seen any of these movies and then you're like so here's Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and didn't say anything about it afterwards they're going to go that's a bit gay like that so yeah uh, something we uh, touched on just before uh, we'd recorded I felt Watching this back, it's very uh, well literal deep end. Someone diving in a pool. Yeah. Uh, you're thrown in the deep end with a new cast. And yeah. normally movies, it's just like bringing them in. Like, oh, this new person's meeting this person for the first time and yeah. stuff. But Jesse's came to a new town. He's at a new school, but he's very friendly, pally with them all and stuff. So yeah, it's it's all. Here's the thing, it's almost like a new origin, I feel. Yeah, it's... I think like, it's, like it, you don't need to watch Nightmare 1, but you could watch this and you kind of get the gist of it, you know? Yeah, you don't need to watch Nightmare 1, but you could watch this and you kind of get the gist of it, you know? Yeah, you don't need to 
studied and uh, uh, car what's it called? Scrapyard. Scrapyard. Four takes on right after. Five. Uh, four to five. Like this one, it almost feels like alright. That done well. Maybe see if we can like start again almost. Yeah. Like I think it's very it's a very standalone one in the franchise. Uh, it's the only one that doesn't necessarily lead on to another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas all the other ones do kind of lead on to another one. But again, yeah, you can kind of like them very easily. And like, the thing about the Friday the Thirteenth, which I used to always love about them, whereas you would always get the Friday the Thirteenth like recap from the beginning. Yeah. Because almost yeah. every like two or three, you got a pure recap, and it was about this is what you might have missed, and it's like previously on Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, that so it's like you get catch up and like some Jason's done or it's been happy with it. Whereas yeah, this one's completely standalone on its own. Again, this whole party sequence that bit looks really small. Like, I know. Uh, this kind of weird party sequence again feels a bit tagged on because it feels like you know we've got to do this for the kids. We're giving them a bit, a bit too much of a a cerebral horror movie here about this guy not knowing who he is as a person. Oh look, now that's at a party, uh, and kids must die. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Orlando's whisper to us. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize the subtitles were like that, that in depth. Um, so yeah, I mean it's this is where the first this is actually the first moment of this movie where you actually think, oh, I'm watching a horror film now. Yeah. Like that. I'm I'm watching a horror film movie. There's kids partying. Oh, people are gonna die. Oh, there's Cabana. Uh, <laughs> and. Jesse also does not look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I know. Like, his shirt is... That is his going out clothes. Jeans and shirt. Uh, a shirt that bad though. Yeah, I want it for you. Um, I think it's a good time. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, like, here's the thing, what's your take on the full party scene at the end, when Greg is here? I kind of like it. No, 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 like, what do you think happens, because, as we said, Greg is slowly trying to take over Jesse for whatever reason, but we don't really know if it's Jesse almost like, this is happening in his mind, and he's got the glove and he's doing the killing? Yeah, because Jesse disappears at this bit and then yes. all of a sudden Freddy appears. Yes. Oh, nope. Here's the weird... Yeah, the leather sheets. The leather sheets. Well, I think they're more clever. Uh, and again, can we just talk about a lot? Is it this? Is a lot of posters that you I mean, it's that way there's... It's just weird. It's... To be fair, my bedroom is what I was saying. I don't like I had a weird red, green, black theme in my bedroom as well. Uh, it was very much baby's boy's bedroom. Um, where basically he asks Grady to watch him overnight and breaks into Grady's room. And but then, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, in, again, that moment where basically he says he t- encourages him to kill himself. Yeah. And it's that way where he's like obviously telling him there's something. Because the way he words it initially, Jesse here as well, it is like someone coming out. It's like a coming out speech. And it's that way he's like trying to tell him, oh, this is, oh, this is who I am as a person. <laughs> also, Grady has a Tina Turner poster of his bedroom. I mean, come on. Uh, and basically he tells him to kill himself. Uh, when he's like giving this speech about coming out. Uh, and I get up, so I think I'm trying to get inside my body. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> She's waiting for you to go on it. 
I did like that uh, line. Yeah. Is that maybe the? But then think about what you just said there. Something wants to get inside of me. Yeah, she's waiting for you. Hold on, she's she going needs to she? go inside him. Yeah, there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, this yeah, this is a great. Actually, this is a great. The special effects in the sequence are fucking fantastic. Yes. I'll give it that. The idea of when Jesse's body screaming and the eyeball in his mouth, and then just literally Freddy literally coming out of his body. Yeah. That is one of the really best. Well done. Like out of all the franchise yeah, uh, horror movies that actually looks the best yeah it's i think it's, that's the point where the effects changed to henry harrow who's the guy who pretty much created chucky oh okay. uh, and it's just that way that so he was like i mean that as you can see the setup of the shot straight away as in like oh they're going to keep this with a fake body and a fake chair and it's going to all that happen it's going to go there but seeing the setup of the shot is, is fantastic uh, and it is still to feel like that and it's all practical and yeah it looks amazing like, think of something like that now, that would be fucking horrible. Like the CGI, yeah. 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 It's too I know. It's too yeah. I know. There are countries in the world that can't afford to eat. And um, um, two million for CGI. Like. How did it be done? How did get those reshoots? Do you know what? I would rather, of, as a human, and as a gay man. I would rather watch Superman with a moustache. Because A, he looks good with a moustache. But you could have just said he had a moustache. Yeah. Unless it was like scenes where he's like, some scenes they would need to like reshoot everything, others just, you know, Mm, a couple. I just think they would have been cool with him having a moustache. I think it would have been alright. I think it would have made a piece of it. But, not with that work. It cost two million. Yeah. Two million. And it looks like, do you, know how, do you know how good it looks? Do you know what I put it in my car with? Scorpion King at the end of oh, the Oh shit, yeah. That's that is what it's like. That's how good it is. Uh, anyway, back, back to the gay story. Yes, back to um, the So, yeah. But I'm trying to think, does Freddy appear at this pool party? Yes. Until Grady dies? Is it after Grady dies? Yes, it it's sense? after. So yeah, I think it's very plausible to think that Jesse's the one that's killed him. No. Yeah. Because the, especially the bit where the guy actually goes up to Freddy and tries to plead with him and say, what do you want, what do you want? What do you think? Maybe the right man goes up to a guy who doesn't really yeah, yeah. do that. Come on, like, he's got knives on his fingers. Or if it was Jesse. Somebody, yeah. somebody who came in and knows him for his skill would be like, what do you do? But here's the thing, like, is it really him or is it, like, is he, like we said in the shower scene, he's wearing the costume and stuff? Because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, if at the end of that pool party, you'd be like, yeah, this new boy, Jesse, like, he came to the pool party dressed up, like, really fucking weird, right. and started killing people. Like, yeah. like, this is the thing that I want to discuss most. Grady's watching this happen. Is Grady asleep now? And... Are we asleep? Is anyone asleep? Yeah, yeah, like, is anyone asleep here, like... Is Freddy actually coming out of his body uh, possession style, or is it? I think it's Freddy's dreaming. I think it's when Jesse falls asleep that's when Freddy could take over. Yeah, I think very much this is real. Maybe, um, maybe because uh, in the first one, remember Glenn was watching over Nancy in the dream. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit where Freddy's got them on the same playing field. Yeah. And this is just a thing of beauty. Yeah. 
Yeah. If Reddit is a mushroom coming out of the room, that's it, that's the same thing. Like, the, the feet caution and stuff, like, the, the head pure turning, like, and just, it discards his, like, yep. bo- body, just like, uh. Here's, here's my human suit. Like, oh, oh. Here's my how terrifying suit. is Freddy, though? I mean, that oh, is genuinely terrifying. That makeup is, is just astoundingly good in this sequel, it's, Freddy is genuinely scary. Why is it that guy always the generic bad mm-hmm. in the 80s? Like, he's kind of spooky bad as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Freddy looks monster at him, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Whereas later incarnations, the makeup and stuff seems very dry. Yeah. I think it's also his teeth in this one are really scary. Yeah. Something about his mouth is really, 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 really scary. And again, that's kind of weirdly. I think it's. Robert England as well, like, he's a lot slicker looking and, like, he's even body wise and everything. He looks quite honed yeah. and stuff like that. Like the sweater's not just like, oh, I'm gonna both sweater. He's actually looking really good uh, in that bit. So, it definitely is an analogy. Yeah. This guy can't handle being gay with more than people when he's using that guy as an excuse. Yeah. Let's just go down that road. I think that's what it's about. <laughs> Basically, this is before the times of Glee. No one gets him, no one understands. Uh, so he is out like, why does he just feel upset? So what happens? What happens at the whole party and everything? Like obviously, Lisa um, goes to the factory boiler room thing to try and save him. Is she asleep somehow? Or because Freddy does disappear and Jesse appears, so that that is the main thing that always kind of like bumped me about this movie. Does that actually happen, or is it a dream? Like, but then. How does he go around stabbing every other kids at the party, the fire as well, you know, like... I think they all seem to happen in a weird succession as well, because none of them, they're not into our... Basically, at the point where Lisa's like, right, I'm going to go find Jesse here, and then our friend's like, oh, don't worry, you can leave the party, we'll be fine. And then obviously then everyone gets dead. Yeah. And then <laughs> after, it goes back to Lisa. So it's that way that very much Jesse could... No, no, because it's not. Because he turns up to the party. Yeah. So I forgot all about this bit. He turns up to the party, and then that's when he comes out of her, and then, and then he comes out of him, and then he fights him, and then Yeah. Like, that's really horrible. I know, with Magnus. Yeah, Magnus. Magnus. Yeah. Yeah. Magnus. Just Magnus on my leg at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, for someone saying that they just killed someone, Lisa Hanks, pretty. He's just killed it. 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 No, Radium's her love rival, so she's just like, you know what, you tell them, you go out of the system, and then you go Right, come on, Radium. Radium, that's that. He's inside me. Come on. Like, it was... He's inside me and he wants to take me again. In the lines of this movie are just like... I was going to say, who wrote this? Because clearly... I think there's a couple of days. Oh, well... I'm just a couple. I'm not going to be uh, like mean or anything, but that can't kind of explain it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it is. It's. I. Yeah, this is the one good in the kind of words, the thing she is trying to say. Oh, it's just all in your head because literally it's the glove, it's the diary, it's everything. It's all playing in your mind. Uh, it is a really weird analogy about something being good. 
Um, I thought a good make. Uh, what's that? Like seven times. Yeah. So yeah. And inflation that probably now means over a hundred now. Yeah. Uh, inflation. Uh, was it? Think, was it? I think it didn't. I see that. It's one of the ones that they, I think the one that did the most money, and I think it's quite a random one. I think it's like the fourth one. I think the fourth one did the most money out of a whole lot of them. Yeah. Uh, because at that point they started obviously it's fine its voice and it's fine its audience. But and also Freddy's not wearing a glove. Yeah, yeah. It's nice from his fingers in this one. Which again a bit of a change. It, well that's the thing. There is subtle changes to the character of the costume. Uh, and they are changing small Which means, things. Is it not Freddy? Yeah. Because that's the whole thing, it's like is it just something and it's bit, okay, he disappears when he goes to the window. Yeah. Oh, brilliant effect for the time. Yeah. But this is the thing, is it Freddy or is it not Freddy? Yes. Is he there, is he not there? Yeah. But, hey. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It holds its own. It's a good movie. It's a strange one. Now and now she's definitely one of these films that you should always watch a chronological order. This one is the That's one. Thing. There's no reference to it in the franchise. Yeah, you can pretty much. Like this one, I think, if you pardon the pun, you can come in like this one quite easily, but uh, it's good for if you're into film and I think you're good with that kind of idea of like seeing that something like. It's actually got quite an intelligent little plot behind it because clearly it's references that they say are not subtle. Yeah, it was a bit. Uh, they're not subtle. It's it's always trying to tell a very different aspect of the story, uh, and it's got like a weird subplot. I think it like a really weird little piece of plot. I do kind of love it. I love it just because it is one of those films that if you tell anyone about, especially if someone hasn't seen it in a long time, you go, "Oh no, it's the gay film, blah 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 blah," and then they go, "No, it's not. You're just analysing that too much because of that." And then they watch it and then they go, "Nope, you're right. very, very, very good." Um, but I kind of want to play. So, are we doing that? Yes. Yeah. What do I play? Because that way, if, cause if you're going to go that, like, oh, it's a point five or whatever, just yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I will give it a six. Mm. I don't I necessarily think it's dreadful, but I don't necessarily think it's not good Five middle ground? Yeah, it's very middle ground. And, like, it was grown up my least favourite Nightmare on Yeah. I would even put Freddy's Dead above this at the time, at the time. Okay, at the time but looking back and rewatching it with a fresh pair of eyes, it is actually pretty good. But there's as many good things with it as there is bad, you know. It's just smarter. It's a smart horror film. It's maybe if it's maybe it's a this thing. Yeah, so horror films at that point. Yeah, it's it's too advanced for its time, and it's like horror films at that point were not about being smart. It was just a slasher. Yeah, there's a villain. Here's the people that are going to get killed. This person's going to survive. Yeah. Also, this look at Freddy Krueger. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, that used to really freak me out about it as a kid. But um, and also the kids are on the other side. Uh, Freddy. Oh, compassion. And then he disappears there as well, so... It's so sinister on this one. Maybe they've tried to reinvent the character, like, he's this powerful in the dreams, but when he comes into reality, yeah. he's even more powerful, which they kind of build upon in every other iteration, like, 
uh, even in the first nightmare when he uh, is going around the house and gets hit by a hammer and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was going to say if you see the word back or not. No, 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 I wasn't going to say word back or not. If you see the word back or not, you're not going to make all that remake. It's not going to happen. Oh, oh. I'd it's no. okay. It's no. okay. It's no. not great. It's no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. It's not going to happen. But we've all had to review it. You didn't know that. Come on, if we're going to go through all the nightmares, mm-hmm. you kind of need to. Oh, oh, how's this? We'll review Jason from before. Jason so X. Call it Jason 10? Well, Jason X for a reason? Yeah, X is 10. Which is fuck. Which makes me think the whole if he's really there, he's really powerful. Yeah. They conjure up these kind of like this is the gates of hell. Yeah. And this is like Cerberus. But then it pulls a shot, look at the shot, right? And then you're like, they're in the. F- it's like a share video from the eighties. <laughs> it's like it maybe they got a discount for it. You, it's this huge wide shot of this factory that's lit like red and green, and it's like, where the fuck is this place? I know. So anyway, that's my point. Yes. Uh, watch it. I mean, it's not the best in the franchise. It's it's yeah. alright. It's decent. If you're a closet homosexual, maybe don't watch it. Uh, it might make you want to kill people and blame it on this film. Uh, just buy some porn. It's yeah, yeah. No, don't even buy it, just go and spoil it. Sorry, I'm so mad. Just, or just go to uh, our railway station and look for it in the sightings. <laughs> it's always to me. It'll always just be porn. Porn in the, in the, in the woods as well, in their houses, it'll always be just a random porn. Uh, but just, yeah, then also porn. Just take porn up. Porn and D is something recently discovered to me, by the way. Have you ever heard of porn and D? No. Porn and D? Uh, and like medical doctor, but, oh, but no, oh. it's not a doctor porn, oh, but it's that way that you just type in what you're looking for in it, and it searches every free porn site for you, mm. and then tells you this. There's a lot of tech for you guys, if yeah, you want to porn indie. You know, if you're if you want to sponsor us porn indie, that would be lovely. Yeah, I'll uh, actually take a sponsor from you. From porn indie? Yeah. yeah, so it takes you to everything, you just yeah. it's got a good search. It's like a Google porn. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the point of good plugging uh, our Rip to Paddle Key, so you know, porn and get on kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> if you want a t shirt instead of porn, like, good. Porn and t shirt. That is a good yes. That's a box set. Yeah. The part yeah. of the word box. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Rip to Paddle, uh, you can get uh, pop culture tees and stuff. I got a little multiverse bitch one from Rick and Morty uh, on Scary Terry. Which is a very good rip off. I've never watched it. I'll watch the watch that episode this one. Uh, yeah, use the code Glasgow Geeks and you can save yourself ten percent. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Glasgow Geeks. Uh, our podcasts are on uh, iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Yes, and yeah, and go and follow Mark Patton on Instagram, the guy who's in it, he's lovely to chat to, and you can see all about his uh, documentary full screen theme, which is, it is really sweet. It's not yet, I think it's, it's doing the festival circuits, but it's, it's he is honestly, you can chat to him about anything to do with Nightmare on Elm Street in part two, 
and he will answer your questions and he is a lovely, lovely man and you know I think he generally loves popular as well because I think he realizes this in his privacy. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. I highly recommend that to go and see the whole time. Well on the that note. Yeah, the sign-off no. for horror? Sign-off. Yeah. Screw your whole class. No, because it's not to do with this one. Uh, well, that was just going to be a general horror sign-off. Is that a general one? Yeah, but, but if you've got a sign-off for this one? No, I'll, I, I'm just saying it'll be, yeah, screw your pass is always a good one. Screw your pass. Yeah. Screw your whole pass. Pass. Screw your pass. Screw your pass. It's not a whole pass. Screw your pass. Yeah. There you go. Bye. Bye.